because the source of our joy is eternal. And we're so grateful for the good news of great joy that the angels proclaimed as Jesus appeared on the earth as a baby in a manger. And so we want to continue to sing this morning 
because glory appeared on this earth, that God chose a certain time in history for heaven to open the door. And we still give him glory because his glory now gets to manifest in us when we choose to submit our lives to him and walk with him. So let's continue to sing. Sing Hark the Herald. Hark the Herald Angels Sing Hark the Herald. 
And oh, how I love 
Aren't you glad he loves you? Aren't you glad that he took all of our sin and, and removed it as far as east is from west from us? Aren't you glad that you didn't have to do something special for him to love you? Before you even knew it, he loved you. And when you weren't even worthy, when I wasn't even worthy, he says, you know what? I'm going to lay my life down so I could give you the best present that never fades, that never wears out, that is never expired, is never out of date. That's the kind of love God has for you. Amen? Well, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, turn and greet someone. Say hello. Welcome, welcome them to Crossroads. If you don't know them, introduce yourself to them. Hey, I'm glad you all decided to show up today. We weren't sure, you know, Christmas Day, you never know how many people are going to be at church. But I'm excited that we're here together. And this morning, the youth have got, uh, they put together a special exhortation for us. And so I want you to uh, sit back and enjoy this. And then I'll come up and share a few things before Pastor Lynn comes and speaks. Joy means to me that, like, you have that happiness inside you that you just feel like, like, there's no fear inside of you and you're able to do anything. Um, like, when you get something or, you know, something that you really like, then you would feel happy and you'd have joy inside of you. So joy is really to have just that happiness inside of you all the time, and God can give you that happiness. Joy is different than happiness. It is an everlasting happiness that can come even in your lows. Joy is there always. Joy is waiting for you. Through my highs and lows, people can bring me joy. In youth group, church, and with my friends, 
I feel joy, true happiness. In God, we can have joy. With faith, we know he is greater than everything. And with that, we can have joy. Joy to me is seeing God's goodness in everything. It's the ability to have God attitude in every situation. For things not to go our way, but we see, still see the glass half full. It's the random reminders that God gives us throughout the day that cheer us up. It's a byproduct of the Holy Spirit living inside of us that increases as we lean into Jesus. I chose freedom because uh, I've always had like the freedom to like do what I want, you know? But like, I haven't always uh, like done it in God's name. More recently, I uh, have been uh, doing the things I love more in God's name. And I've been like, I've learned to uh, like not cuss as much and like just enjoy the game for what it is. And like basketball is uh, one of my favorite sports and I play with uh, my friends at school. And uh, before I would like get all mad and I'd like cuss them out for like no good reason. But now I like just love the sport to where I don't have to like get mad. I can just like, just play the sport for what it is and just be happy that I can just be there. I think what freedom means to me is not being isolated mentally and being stress-free and having a joyful and happy spirit. Freedom, freedom can mean your parents just letting you go places, but also freedom can mean those chains being broken and having a joyful and happy life. Freedom is being who you are and not having to let things of the world weigh you down and, and keep you in shackles. Keep you in chains. No, no, no. Um, why, why did I choose this? I felt it was important because of my, like the past year, it's, it's definitely been there. I think the lack of freedom has shown and it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely hit here. And um, I think what freedom really gives you is just, uh, in, in, in the Lord is, is just that feeling of being who you are in Christ and there is nothing like I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I wasn't wanting to do anything. I was wanting to play sports, I didn't want to go to school, I didn't want to hang out with friends, I, I didn't want to do anything but like lay around and just like be miserable. And what God I think really showed me was to pray and do that, but have joy in all the things that go wrong in my life and have joy in the hardships and have joy in, in everything, not just the good things, not just the big things, all the little things. And that was super important. And I think that's, that's where I got my freedom from, from the Lord and from the way he's, he guided me. Um, that was super important. You don't let things that you may describe as yourself. You're like, oh, that's me. Like, I have that problem. But I'm here to tell you that that's not you. And that's not what your life is. And that's not who you have to be because if you just have joy, and I'm not saying happiness all the time. I'm not saying you're happy because happiness is not a forever thing. You know, thanking the Lord and just loving the Lord and just having that joy in everything you do. And that's, that's like the most important thing for freedom.
being who God wants you to be. I pray for the families that are having struggles and I pray for them to get closer and more talkative to each other and that they make a bond with each other and that they give more love and they talk more and I just pray for everyone to have a better family connection. I pray that you would grow closer to Jesus and increase in joy today. I pray that you help these families who are going through a troubling time right now for you know what me and my family have gone through and you've helped us through our troubles and our difficulties we've had. Um, and I pray that this holiday season will be a season to remember, not because it's bad, but because it's good. And Jesus, and, and, uh, I pray that everyone here, um, they would experience the joy in their life and that they would be happy and that you would always give them joy every, every day. I pray that everyone listening to this can know that joy is there for them and God can give them that joy. God can take depression and sadness away and provide joy. Through that joy, life, they can have a life without as much pain, yet a life with everlasting happiness. Life is a roller coaster. It's not just one way or one way that way. It's multiple ups and downs, and that's, that's life, because this is not heaven, this is the world, and this is the devil's domain, and that's just how it is. But with God, you, you look to God and you pray for things and you pray about things and you look to God through those hardships and none of that can hold you down. And I hope that you guys will have those breakthroughs and you won't let those things define you and you'll become exactly who you are and who Christ knows you are and who Christ has made you to be. And, and that's something that I hope every single person, you know, can walk away with, you know, eventually. Just that God loves you, and um, I pray for your families, you know, they, they get that too, and they have joy, and they understand what it means to be joyful, and what it means to be a son or daughter in Christ. Merry Christmas. Have a, have a great holiday, guys. Hey, sneaking in at the end there. Don't you love the fact that young men and women could articulate their faith? You know, that's what it's about. My wife and I were talking because Pastor Nick and Rebecca put that together and sent it to us this week, and we were talking about how sometimes as pastors you don't know if people are catching it, you know? But when you hear it articulated like that, you know, Luke and Ren, you guys are going to be preachers, you know. You got there, you know, it's great. All the youth did such great jobs, and we're excited for that. We want to welcome all of you this Christmas Day. Uh, we got a lot of things going on. The end of the year, uh, Daniel Fast is coming up. If you didn't grab one, there's a uh, uh, resource booklet out on the front uh, uh, table. You can grab one of those. There's also available online. Uh, we'll we'll uh, give you the uh, the skip for January 1st. We're going to start it on the 8th of January. If you have any questions, you can talk to me about that. Uh, we also have coming up in January during the Daniel Fast, we'll have the Baptism of the Holy Spirit retreat. If you're planning or want to go, we need to know this week. I have to let the, uh, the retreat center know the total number. I think we have 
16, 14 people coming. So if you're interested in coming, let us know and we'll get you scheduled for that. Um, we're going to pray this today uh, for our, our partners. It was interesting. The first thing I, I got today, I woke up and I grabbed my phone and I had, uh, I can't show it because of the confidentiality for the to children that are in the home in India, but uh, uh, Light Light Freedom children were singing Feliz Navidad to us. And I said that was so precious because they captured California. Spanish is the first language now. So they, they got the Feliz Navidad and they transitioned into English and it was just really cool. And we got greetings from our ministry partners in India and in Syria. And we have people watching, I know, online uh, all over the place right now. So we're really excited that you're with us. But I just want to thank you for that. Uh, greetings. Uh, we're praying for the uh, Talavera family, their missionaries to Spain. And also we wanted to pray for all of our first responders. And uh, David, I didn't have a picture of a Marine up there, but that's an Army guy up there. But uh, we, we cover all of those that served in the military. Uh, Sam, we, that's Navy up there too, even though it's not in the, the, the right color uniform. Uh, we want to pray for all of those that are our first responders, the medical community, police, fire, EMS, and our military forces that uh, give us the freedom and protect us. You know, a lot of them are working today. I know that. And we, we want to pray for them as well. So... Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to partner with so many people around this world and for the great things they're doing for Christ. We ask you bless the Talavera family, all of our ministry partners in all the different parts of the world. Lord, we pray for our first responders, for police, fire, EMS, medical, uh, the military, all branches, Lord. We pray that, God, you'll protect them. We, uh, we bless those that protect this nation, Lord, and we ask that you'd keep them safe, Lord. And we just uh, cover them with a, the, the provision of grace, mercy, and protection, Father. We thank you for that. Amen. Well, if you uh, have any giving you want to give for tax purposes, we need to have it by next uh, uh, Saturday at noon. You can either give online, give in person. You can mail it in as long as it's postmarked uh, or uh, uh, made online by the 31st. We can include it in your giving for this year. Also, if you've had any change of address, our, we do our, all of our bookkeeping is done off-site, and the accountants uh, have sent me a list of everyone's name. We've changed everyone that I'm aware of, but if you have a new address, uh, can you just drop that on the communication card and drop that in the offering as it goes by, and we'll make sure that those giving statements get you in a very timely uh, fashion. I want to thank you. Ushers, come forward. We're going to pray for the offering. Thank you for giving. You know, my wife and I were talking. One of the reasons why this house is so blessed is because we don't just we don't just take we give and we have given amazing amounts around the world this year and uh, we trust that God's going to continue to allow us to provide to do that amen amen all right Lord, we just bless this offering, bless both the gift and giver. Lord, help us as a church to be good managers and stewards of these resources. And may we bless our ministry partners in all the parts of the world, Lord, in those areas where we can tell who they are and some of those that are in countries that we can't mention their name because of the risk of life. Lord, we ask your blessing this day. And we pray that we as a church and we as a community of faith would always remind ourselves and remind others of the love of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for this offering. Now bless both the gift and the giver in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you as you give. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. And worthy is your name, Jesus.
Praise the Lord. What a great day it is to be in the house of the Lord. Christmas Day, what a privilege. This is a privilege. This is not our sacrifice. This is recognizing his sacrifice. Come on. Come on. You came to the stable today. You came to where Jesus is today. I don't know. You know, you know I, I always come in hot, right? <laughs> I always come in hot. Those of you that are uh, visitors here, we welcome you. I am a, a preacher, and I was feeling some of that preaching coming out in our unbound youth there. So good for them. Come on. Preach it, brothers. Preach it, sisters. I love to hear that. I'm going to talk to you just briefly this morning. You're so sure, Pastor Lena, are you ever brief? I will be brief today just to honor your Christmas schedule. But I'm going to talk to you about the humble God. We serve a humble God because God gave his son to us to build back the relationship that human sin destroyed. He initiated the relationship back. He did not cost. He wasn't the one that broke the relationship, but he is the one that sent his son to build back the relationship that humans destroyed. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world, and we didn't have to be perfect. We didn't have to do everything right. We didn't have to be sinless. I want you to think about people around you in your life. Most of us in this room are believers. That's why you're here today. You're strong believers in the Lord. You have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's important for us to remember, for God so loved the world before they came to know him. So therefore, we so love people before they come to know him. That's the message that we bring. We are to be like the Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, this scripture is actually an expression of humility because God initiated the reconciliation even though he was not the guilty one. He gave he gave himself. He gave the very best to us, and he came to die for our sin. And so when we look in the face of baby Jesus, let us not separate the message of what Jesus did on the cross for us, because that is why he came. When we look at the face of baby Jesus, we see the purity of God. We see the humility of God. We see the vulnerability of God. The vulnerability of God. Think about that. That God who made everything, everything that was ever made, God made, Christ made, through him it was made. And yet he chose to be vulnerable to us, to humans. He chose to be vulnerable because he loves. Because he loves. You know, when we look at Jesus' birth and how it came about, it's an expression of God's character. See, Jesus' birth, 
Although he's the king of kings and lord of lords, he chose to come in a very humble way to show the contrast between him and the way the world looks at power, the way the world looks at glory, the way the world looks at strength. The king of kings and lord of lords chose to come in a humble way to show the contrast. Here he comes as a babe, and not just as a babe, which is vulnerable. Every infant is vulnerable, but he chooses to come as a babe to parents selected by Father God that were lowly, meaning they were humble. They were not rich. There were, there were people that were of lowly status, and he chooses to come and even in that lowly status, they're not even in their hometown. They have to go to Bethlehem. They have to travel and they can't find a place to stay. And so they end up in a stable. This was not a mistake. This was how God chose to bring Jesus into the world. It was an expression of both humility and glory. God's humility and God's glory. Luke 2, 8 through 15 tells us the story. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It's interesting because God chose the first Christmas to be celebrated with the humble. God chose Mary, who is a humble servant, a teenage girl. He chose Joseph, who was obedient. If you look at Joseph's story here, he is engaged to Mary. He finds out that he, she is pregnant. And then the angel appears to him as well, and he humbles himself. And he is also obedient. God chose humble parents for Jesus. Humble parents. He chose them. The father chose humble parents. And then when Jesus is born, he chooses humble people to come and visit. He chooses the shepherds who were humble, most likely had very little education, maybe even illiterate. He chooses the shepherds, to see his glory and then also be the first to come to worship. He chooses the humble. You know, on this Christmas day, on this Christmas day in 2022, it's still the humble that worship him. I don't mean kind of know the story 
have a Christmas tree in their house. I mean worship him. Say, you know what? Kids, for those of you that are parents, this day we worship him. Because everything around that's physical flows from the spiritual. The physical doesn't go to the spiritual. The spiritual goes to the physical. See, the fact is this, the essence of this day happens spiritually, then flows from there. It's interesting. The other people that worship Jesus were the wise men. Matthew 2, 7 through 11. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route. If you notice in the story, now Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus are where? They're no longer in the stable. They're in a house, still in Bethlehem. But do you know what else about this story? These wise men, were, which were actually uh, scientists, astronomers, and astrologers, they had traveled between four and five months from Babylon, which is now what we would call Iraq, to see this king. They came because they were wise. They also came. Because they were humble. They came to worship. They, came, they gave their time. Some of us, you know, it's hard to give our time to the Lord. They gave their time. They prioritized him. And they gave their resources. You see, the truly wise still seek Jesus out. And the truly wise, see, the world tells you differently, but I'm going to tell you the truly wise still seek Jesus out. And the truly wise are truly humble. Because when we are humble, what that means is I make room for him. Humble people make room for him. You know, humility has everything to do with saying, you know what, I want to get rid, I want to repent, get rid of the stuff that doesn't belong there so that I can make room for him. And that's what the wise men did. They gave their time. They gave their resources knowing that it was a privilege to worship him. They knew that something extraordinary was happening. They knew, they knew it because of their science. They knew it because they were people who were wise. They were expectant. But did you know that as wise people today, for those of us that serve the Lord, do we realize that when we are part of Jesus' mission on earth, that there's something truly extraordinary happening even now? 
through us in our lives. You know, the, the resources that the wise men gave, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, these beautiful resources, these actually created wealth for that family. But if you read the story, Jesus, Herod was after Jesus wanted to kill the babies. And so the Lord speaks to Joseph. And what happens? They escape. Right after the story, they escape to Egypt. Now listen, if the wise men had not come with those resources, it's likely they wouldn't have had resources to do that. But see, God was taking care of things. Don't you find it's interesting that the King of kings and Lord of lords depended upon the resources of man to do the mission? See, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, the Father in heaven, he could have at any time, any place in all of his incarnation, called for 10,000 angels to interfere on his behalf, but he never did. He always depended upon humans. He depended upon Joseph to hear from God so that he would take him to Egypt. And do you know what? Because he's a humble God, he still looks to us to do the mission. He still looks to you. He still looks to me because he's a humble God. John 1, 1 through 5 says this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. This is Jesus. Through him, Jesus, all things were made. Without him, <clears throat> nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, our humble God decided to need humans. He decided to need humans. He decided that. He didn't have to because that scripture just said everything was made through him. But he decided, I'm going to humble myself. And I'm going to have Jesus, the Son of God, require humans to care for him. I'm going to have Jesus, the Son of God, require wise men to keep him, to provide for him. I'm going to have Jesus, the Son of God, require his earthly father to protect him. He did not access all the power of heaven. He never accessed all the power of heaven, but Jesus was always God. He chose to lay it aside, his divinity, and do everything through the humanity. It says this in Philippians 2, 3 through 8, doing nothing, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. This is Talking to us, 
Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. The humble God could have destroyed whoever he desired with just one word, said, you know what? I choose to do everything through the power of the Holy Spirit. I choose to be the spotless lamb. I choose to be the perfect sacrifice. I choose to dwell among humanity. I choose to live among them and therefore showing them how to live. How to surrender to the Holy Spirit. How to be used by God through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus lived as he lived. If I can do my mission through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do your mission through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. So that the Holy Spirit could be sent to us to dwell in our lives. So that we would have the same power that Jesus had. So we could walk with the same power that Jesus has. And that's why Jesus also compels us to walk in humility. In our lives... In 2022, not only did the humble God come to give his life for us, but then he compels us to live in the same way that he lives. That's why he says in John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. In Philippians 4, 13, it says, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I want you to know, the Lord is near to the humble. The Lord says today, you know what I want you to know? I hang out with the humble. (laughs) This story shows it. I chose Mary and Joseph because they were humble. I chose to have the first Christmas among the humble. And even when he walked on this earth in his ministry, he spoke about those he wanted to hang out with. Those he wanted to bless. You know what it tells us? In Matthew 5, verse 3, this is how Jesus describes the humble. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in the spirit. What does that mean? Blessed are those who recognize that they have a need for God. Blessed are those who are humble enough to see, I need God. That's the very first thing he says, I hang out with them. I hang out with them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. These are the people I like to hang out with. And if you find them, you will find me. You know, even in Jesus' triumphal entry, as he goes to the cross during the Passover week, he comes, we call it Palm Sunday, and people shouted, and they waved palm branches, and they declared, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. During that time, the prophet says regarding this, Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey. You see, the fact is this. He knew that the humble is the dwelling place of God. And he came in humility to give his life for us. We see it in all of the story of Jesus. We see that he came in humility. But you know what our response has to be to him? Is to humble ourselves. So that we could receive him. Isaiah 57, 15 says this. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in a high and holy place and with the oppressed and humble in spirit. This is the place where I dwell, to restore the spirit of the lowly and revive the heart of the contrite. The Lord compels us to give ourselves to him as he gave himself to us. And in the humility, we find our victory. In the humility of giving ourselves fully to him, we find our victory. Just as that scripture in Zacharias says, he comes victorious, but he comes humble. And where was he going to end up in that very week? He was going to end up on the cross to die for us so that we could have everything that he has. And the Lord says to us today in this story, on Christmas Day, he wants to remind us that he compels us to give ourselves fully to him, just as he gave himself fully to us. And in that, you don't lose. You win. That's where you will discover your victory. That's where you will discover abundant life. That's where you will discover your reason for being. Remember, the humble seek him. The wise are humble. And just as the wise men understood this, 
something extraordinary was happening. And they sought Jesus out. I want you to know, still with the Lord in our lives, something extraordinary is happening. We're going to show a video. Go ahead and start that. you to know that's the message of Christmas. The world wants to either tell us it's just a fable, it's a metaphor for life, it's about 
separating the cradle from the cross. But I'm going to say that you can't separate the cradle from the cross. And I want to encourage you to be used by God to realize and in your belief in him and the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, there's something extraordinary that you live in every day. Just like the shepherds, just like Mary and Joseph, just like the wise men, you live in the presence of extraordinary dwelling in you. I also want to say, if you want to commit your life to the Lord today, if you want to recommit your life to the Lord today, Pastor Dave and I will be available here to pray with you afterwards because this is the meaning of life. This is abundant life. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for coming. We thank you for loving us. That you came to restore, you came to build the bridge that was broken because of our sin. Lord, it is a privilege to worship you. It's a privilege to have a relationship with you. It's a privilege to know you. But I know, Lord, also that your word reveals that we have to humble ourselves before you. May we check our hearts if there's any pride or arrogance that's creeped in, that's hardened us or hardened our hearts or caused us to believe somehow the report of the world that says we don't need you or that you're not real or that you're just simply a fable from eras gone by. May we check our heart. May we check our spirit, Lord. And may we, Father, daily seek you. We know that you are with us. We know that you love us. And Lord, may we, just as you gave yourself fully to us, may we give ourselves back fully to you. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful day. You celebrate with us. You celebrate with us as we open up gifts. You celebrate with us as we eat food and eat food we probably shouldn't. Lord, you celebrate with us in our families, with our neighbors, friends. You are with us, Lord. And you want us to celebrate and have a good time. We thank you, Lord, for you for you. In your precious name, amen. God bless you as we promised. A short service and have a great Christmas day.